If you can't get excited singing that, I do not know what your problem is. Wow, the great I am. We get to worship the great I am, the God of this universe who came down. He did not leave us where we were. He came down and he met us right here in this place, isn't it? And it's so good, isn't it so good to be able to worship with believers, to be able to sing with believers, to be able to stand right there in your, in wherever you are, whatever you're coming from this week. Listen, it all fades, it all sort of takes a back seat when you meet Him, when you, when you sit there in His presence and when you sing in His presence. God is so good. If you've got your Bibles on, I invite you to turn with me over quickly. We're going to bounce off this one. We're not going to stay there long. Galatians 2.20, another thing that I want to point out to you is in your bulletin there's a memory verse. There's a verse, I, I usually talk quite a bit about it on Wednesday night. And let me say this to you, if you're not coming on Wednesday night, you're missing a blessing. I guarantee you, you're absolutely missing a blessing. It's not because of me, it's not because of anything I do, but God comes and He meets us here in this place. And I want to invite you to come worship with us here Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, there's activities going on for everybody in the room. College students, you can come back, uh, you can come at 6, but there's also college worship that goes on at 8 o'clock down at the Annex. So get the word out, tell people don't miss what God is doing midweek. It is really, really exciting. I've, uh, we've got four verses so far that we've memorized. This is our, our newest one for the week and, and it, it leads us into where we are this morning, Galatians 2.20. The believer's reality, for us as Christians, for us who have trusted Christ as Lord and Savior, there is a reality that does exist, period. And, and even though we find ourselves between two worlds, we, yes, we find ourselves planted here on this earth, we don't belong here. We're passing through here. This is not our home. We have been bought with a price of blood. And with that purchase came so many benefits. Came a new residence, a new, a new life, a newness. The Bible says we have been crucified with Christ. Look at verse 20. Galatians 2.20 says this. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Look how far he went. We talked about him pursuing us. Look how far he went. Look, how, look at the distance. He sent his very best. He sent his Son to be our Savior, to be our Lord. Guys, we're crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me, period. That's the reality of us as Christians. If you've trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are brand new in Jesus. I literally, I literally was sitting there getting ready this morning. I was looking in the mirror. I was, I think I was, I was shaving. I was shaving. Um. And I pray this all the time, Lord, use me, speak through me, God, use me, give me the message, Lord, speak to me this morning, give us the words to say, give us the words to say, and it, and it hit me. It hit me, it was like, it was like, here I am, Lord, today use me. 
as if he, as if he doesn't have absolute control all the time. Think about it. Don't just use me. And it hit me. I, I sat there and I just had like a, I just repented. I'm like, Lord, I'm so sorry because I prayed that for a very, very, very long time. Lord, come and speak through me. Give me the words to say. Use me today. Lord, use me as your mouthpiece. And the way I kind of visualize it is, Lord, take your hand and put it up in the back of me and just talk. But guys, here's the thing. That's not just on Sunday. That's every day of our lives. Because we crucified with Christ and it is it is no longer I who live but it's Christ who lives in me that is the reality that you and I have right now as believers period and and it's like yes we're here we're planted on this earth but we're heaven we're heaven's kids we're not this world's kids we have a new destination we have a new life we are new we are brand new in Christ that is our reality. Yes, we, yes, we still down here. Yes, we still live among people. Yes, we still have all that we go and come to each and every day. But guys, if you're a Christian, this past Wednesday night, I'm not going to make you stand this morning. This past Wednesday night, we had a good group, and I said, stand up if you're a Christian. And guess how many stood up? Everyone. Everyone stood up. Not bragging on the room, but I'm just saying everyone stood up. I did make the point, who would want to be left sitting? Everybody else is standing, I guess I'll stand too. A lot of people stand because everybody else is standing. The believer's reality, yes, is that we have been crucified with Christ. My question for you is, have you been crucified with Christ? Because are you a Christian? If you are, praise God. If you're not, trust Him before forever gets you. Trust Him before forever gets you. Because it's coming. We don't live forever. We don't live on this earth forever. We spend eternity somewhere, either with Him or, or far, far away from Him. But for us as believers, we have trusted Christ as our Savior. And he has, he has given us his spirit. Remember when he was going away, he told the disciples, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you all by yourself. I'm going to send a helper who will be with you and he'll bring to remembrance all things. We have that spirit. We're, we're post-day of Pentecost. We're post-Pentecostal. The Holy Spirit is in us as believers. You and I are spirit-filled Christians if you are a believer. That's your reality. Whether snow's on the ground, whether gas prices are up, whether health insurance is good or bad, whether the person you like or dislike is in the White House, none of that matters. Your reality is that you're a believer. Turn with me. Go with me over to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. I want us to walk through a contrast of who we were and who we are now. I want us to walk through, and, and, and let me say this here in the very beginning. Guys, we have a choice to either act like the old self and live in rebellion or to live in the newness of life, to pursue the things of God, to pursue holiness, to pursue goodness, to pursue the things that bring honor and glory to our Savior. Remember? He gave himself up for us. He went the distance for us. He did not stop short. He could have spoke. 
He could have spoke it or he could have started all over again. But instead he said, I'm going all the way to the cross. Guys, when we see the cross, when we see the empty tomb, when we see the victory over death, hell, the grave, when we see the extent how far he went for us, why would we? Or why do we? Stop short of really trying hard to please him in all aspects of our lives. Galatians leads us over into Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 8. Look at what it says. Romans 6, 8 says this, Now if we have died with Christ, we believe we, that we also shall live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. And look at verse 11. Look at the choice that we are given. Even so, consider, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Consider yourself dead to sin. That's not who I am anymore. I'm a new person. I'm a new Christian. I'm a new, I have a new walk. I have a new way of thinking. I, I look at this world differently. My lens, my perspective is different. I am I, The things that once brought me pleasure don't bring me pleasure now. The things that I used to satisfy me doesn't satisfy me any longer. The things I used to run after. I no longer want to run after them. I want to run after things that honor Him. I don't want to run after things that He clearly says is displeasing. I, I think of stumbling blocks. Guys, I don't want to be a stumbling block. Do you? I don't, I don't want the world to look at me and somebody trip over me and miss heaven altogether because of me, my mouth, my, my actions, my words, what I do, how I carry myself. Where I go, I want to please Him. Consider that your choice, pleasing Him. That's our reality. That's our option. It's either pleasing Him or not pleasing Him. It's either doing it His way or not doing it His way. But we're to consider ourselves new. We're to consider ourselves to be dead to sin. Sin has no authority over you has no power it cannot listen Satan can't make you do anything he can't make you you just simply choose to go there you just choose to partake you just choose to do it you just choose to think it he can't make you so if he can't make you and we're choosing to do it then it's it's our choice to then fall back into the old flesh, the bondage. That's not who we are. The reality of who we are is we are, we've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. 
In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I, I don't understand Christ, I don't understand, but I know what your word clearly says. I know that you tell me so many things. I've, I've seen you live, I've seen you love, I've seen you serve, I've seen you walk in obedience to the Father. And I'm told to have your mind. I'm told to walk as you walked. I'm told to act as you acted. And I'm not having to do this on my own. I have your spirit indwelling me, leading me to do that. That's our reality. That's who we are. Verse 12, therefore, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Don't do it. Don't let it reign in your mortal body so that you obey it. We don't obey sin. We don't, obey, we don't obey the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of this life. We don't let sin call the shots in our world. Listen. That sinful nature. That when you go there and you repent and you cry out and you, you, it just makes you sick in your stomach and you get mad at yourself and you say, why and oh why, oh why did I do it again? Listen, it does not have authority over you. It does not have power over you. It does not. It is defeated in Jesus' name. Christ has defeated that. We don't allow sin to reign over us anymore. It has no power over you. You're free in Christ. That's your reality. You're free in Christ. You don't have to go there. You don't have to be a part of it. You don't have to run with the world. You don't have to look like, yes, our feet are planted down here in this world and we have to live in it, but we're not a part of it. It's not who I am anymore. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so you obey its lust. And do not go on. Here's the deal. Listen, church. You say, Brother Shannon, how do I do this? Look at verse 13. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. Don't do it. Just don't present your body as an instrument of unrighteousness. Don't, don't, don't make yourself available. Don't put yourself in that situation. Don't be there. Yeah, but Brother Shannon, everybody else is there. All of my friends are there. Every, everybody, all my, all my co-workers are there. And everybody else is talking and everybody else is doing it and everybody else is drinking it. And we're just having a blast and we're having fun. The Bible clearly says don't present the members of your body as instruments of sin. That's not who you are. That is not who you are. If you're a Christian, if you're a believer, that is not who you are. So when you do that, you are... You're rebelling against who you are. It's not who you are. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Lord, your son is showing up this morning to do whatever you want him to do. God, your daughter is here. I wake up and I give you myself. I give you, I give you. Don't just come and lead me, God. Just take me. 
Don't come give me the words to say, the thoughts to say. Don't just do it. Just take over. I'm, I'm yours, Lord. Here, here I am. Everything about me. Lord, my, my abilities, my strengths, my talents, all of that stuff that you have brought me to this point with, I give them to you and I lay them at your feet today. And here's the thing. I lay them at your feet at this moment and I lay them at your feet at that next moment and I lay them at your feet at that next moment. Moment after moment, I lay myself at your feet. The Holy Spirit of God, when I mess up, when I rebel, when I fall back in flesh, when, I, when I'm fearful, when your Holy Spirit is clearly telling me, I didn't invite that girl this past Sunday, this Friday to lunch. Remember the girl we had, our waitress? I didn't invite her to church. I went home and it eat me up. Ah, missed it. Don't miss nothing. Don't miss it. She came by us a hundred times. I bragged on her, tipped her well, did all the wonderful worldly things. But I missed the spiritual thing. What profits a man if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? I don't know where she stands eternally. God, here I am. Here I am. Present me. Lord, put me. Put you. This is our reality. Our reality. The believer's reality is every single day we, we come alive and we... Stand up and we say, here I am, God. Do with me. Do with me. Do in me. Take me. Do in me whatever you want to do. Verse 14, for sin shall not. Listen, everybody read that with me together. Put it on the screen. Y'all read that. Read that as a testimony, as a bold statement against Satan. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. You hear that, devil? Sin is not my master. Jesus is. My flesh is not my master. My fallenness is not my master. My, my, my temptation is not my master. My lust is not my master. My, all of that junk, that's not my master. Jesus is. I'm under grace. I'm under his favor. I'm under his, his good shepherding and his kind hand of love. That's who I am. That's who we are as Christians. That's who we are as believers. What then shall we sin because we're not under law but under grace? May it never be. Look at verse 16. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you're slaves of the one whom you obey? Let that sink in. Let that sink in. You're slaves to who you obey. You say, well, I don't have a problem. I don't have an issue with it. I, it don't control me. The Bible says... You're a slave to who you obey. You're slaves of the one whom you obey. Either, either of sin resulting in death or obedience resulting in unrighteousness. But thanks be to God that though you were, past tense, were slaves of sin, you became obedient to the heart. That's the reason I can say our reality today as believers is that we are we're new in Christ. We're passing through this world because of verse 16 of Romans 6, verse 17. 
Thanks be to God that though you were slaves to sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. That's who we are now. We're slaves of righteousness. That's who we are. We talk about being free. We as Americans, we have this this kick on freedom. And that freedom gets us in a lot of trouble because we can go do whatever we want to do, we think. But we're not free like that. We're free in Christ to live in obedience, to walk in obedience. We're free in Christ to obey Him in every aspect of our life. We're free to walk humbly before our God, but we're not free to go out and just live it up. Because this world has a lot of enticing, shiny, manipulative things that would love to draw every single one of us in and destroy us. Back to that stumbling block thing. God would love nothing more than to... Satan would love nothing more than to destroy your testimony. To destroy your witness. To destroy your walk. To destroy your influence. Take that girl at lunch. We could have ordered a lot of things. There's a lot of things on the menu we could have ordered there. I'm just saying. There's certain things. I'm not. I'm just being honest. There's some things I could have ordered there on that menu that I then would have looked her in the face and said, this is probably being a stumbling block to somebody or some generation or some group or how how do you think? Church, watch your walk. Guard your walk. Are you listening? Check what you're doing. Check where you're going. Check who you're going with. Check what you're doing there. Check what check check it. Because people are watching. World around you is watching. Holy Spirit, we're the temple of God. We are the temple of God. Be careful, church. Be careful. Look at verse 19. I'm speaking in human terms. Because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness resulting in further lawlessness. Here's where the choice of living in the reality that we have is. So now present your members as slaves to righteousness resulting in sanctification. Listen to this. For for when you were slaves of you were free in regard of, to righteousness. Therefore, benefit. And I hope if you're not a Christian in the room, you listen to this verse. Therefore, benefit were you then deriving from the things of which you're now ashamed. For the outcome of those things are death. There's a lot of useless things that we chase in this world. There's a lot of useless things that we think bring happiness and completion and joy when Christ is enough. He's all satisfying. 
believer, Christ is all you need. Every day, every moment of the day, He's everything you need. Your, His Spirit inside of you is everything he, you need. Yes, aches come. Yes, sickness comes. Yes, life happens. But in the middle of every single bit of that, Christ is all satisfying. He is completing us. He's bringing us to the place to where one of these days we'll see Him face to face. And He'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God. Listen to those words. You derive your benefit resulting in sanctification and the outcome eternal life. That's our pursuit. That's our passion. That's what we're running for. We're not, we're not running to earn it. We're just running at it as fast as we can. Come quickly Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Take us home. But until then, if he tarries another day or two or three or a bunch, how are you going to be found when he comes and gets you? How are you going to be found when he comes and gets you? Living in the reality of Christ is Lord. He's my Savior. He's my, he's my all. I want to please him. And what I mean, I may not have all that the world has to offer, but I have, I'm in the center of his wheel. I'm not, I'm, I, may not, I may not be what this world thinks I ought to be, but I'm, I'm his kid. I may, not, I may not stack up with the world's elite, but I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's who I am. This world is fleeting, church. The things of this world are enticing. The things of this world seem so satisfying. But the things of this world, if they're not honoring your Savior, only lead to, they don't bring the joy they promise. They don't bring the happiness they promise. They don't bring the satisfaction they promise. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And everything you need will be added to you. Notice, notice verse 23. Look at the contrast. We usually use verse 23 as the Roman road evangelistic part. No, it's, in, in this context, let's look at it as the contrast. Look at the contrast. For the wages of sin is death. But that's not who we are anymore. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's who we are. We're Christ's kids. Sons and daughters of the King of kings and Lord of lords. That's you. That's you. If you're a Christian, stand up. If you're a Christian, stand up. Father God, we're reporting this morning. We're reporting this morning. And Lord, I know, 
I know around this room with this many in the building, God, there's, there's got to be one or two maybe that, that don't have a relationship with you. And my prayer for them in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit of God, come to that person, that individual, that young man, that young woman, that son or daughter, Lord, that senior adult. God, they hear all of this and they, this, this is foreign. This is so foreign to them. They've, they've never trusted you as Lord and Savior. They've, they've never surrendered. They have just lived life the way they wanted to live it, Lord. But Holy Spirit of God, I pray right now for that person that hears the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God, hey you, listen, the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. You can have that free gift by faith, by simply stop running. Stop living for yourself. Stop living as Lord of your life. Let Christ be Lord. Let Christ be Lord. God, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.